back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Yay, yay. The block is hot. You're here with Stricken Bach. We're on the block every night, afternoon, evening, however you say it, four to six, as you're eating dinner, as you're driving home from a long day's work, as you're in the rain that it looks like it's about to drop on us. Uh, the block is hot. You can find us right here on 93.7, the Ticket FM app. You can find us on Twitch, YouTube, and all streaming platforms. That's where we'll be. But right now, we got a tease. And I got teased, and I felt like I was teased by Darvin Ham and the words that was coming out of his mouth. Bach, did you hear the words that was coming out of his mouth? <laughs> I did. Doesn't nobody understand the words that comes out? No, it's a rush hour joke. Man, listen, yeah, it was a little rush hour joke. But I, I, I was I was befuddled. I was a little – but listen, let me, let me just say – um. I give a fist pump to Darvin Ham for saying it. To keep in mind, by the way, Russell Westbrook's in the room. Yeah, this is a press conference. Russell Westbrook's in the back of the room. Yes. So, so some context you, probably got, needed a little bit. Exactly. So yeah. you've got the man that has went through a horrendous season, that they didn't make it to the playoffs, that his numbers were okay by stat wise but when you look at the efficiencies when you look at you know the plus minuses when you really dig into the analytics of it it was it was a horrendous year um then when you look at his makes in the paint and his percentages when he, you know outside of this amount of feet when you start looking at the depths of the analytics it was a horrendous season so they try they failed they could not move him for the money for just whatever they could try to do yeah. to make it, you know, happy for him and happy for the organization. It didn't happen. So at this point, you're on stuck. And as Darvin Ham coming in fresh, new coach, I can understand that he's like, I've got to get buy in somehow, especially from this guy. I've got to make LeBron feel good. We've got to talk about style. And I love how he addressed that because – Word on the street, allegedly, the rumor mill sta- stated that when Russell Westbrook came in, Vogel and them were talking about style of play. And they were talking about we're running, you know, if Malik Monk gets it, if LeBron gets it, AD, we all rolling. And word on the street, allegedly, that <laughs> Russell Westbrook was on some, nah, I'm Russell Westbrook, get me the rock. Yep. And... We go. I'm the peach. Him and Vogel did not seem to get along. So, yeah. So, with that in mind, you know, he said we need to have a conversation. He needs to be he needs to be given total autonomy. And 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 I mean that if you want this this any semblance of anything to happen, they have to give him the power to wield a strong hand in this situation with that with that team. Yeah, yeah, it's it's difficult. I think that there is still a, a spot in this league for Russell Westbrook as a, a good. I think he'd be a really good sixth man. Um, I know he doesn't want to take that role. You know, it took it took Carmelo Anthony a while to kind of took Allen Iverson. Yeah, and, and some players yeah. don't want to do it. Kobe Bryant 
was on record as saying if, if he's not the best player on the court, he doesn't want to play anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, he thinks that's the time that he's going to be done. Um, Westbrook's kind of got to decide if, if that's going to be for him because he can still, you know, jump spark, you know, here and there. He can also <laughs> derail you. I mean, uh, six men not all the time are, are, you know, coming in taking shots and missing sometimes. That's why they're six men is they're mm-hmm. not always, you know, as consistent. But um, – I think that that's that's the role that he's best suited for. He's not getting paid like a six man. He's getting paid like an all star, and that's what they signed him for. When he signed, everybody, you know, just unanimously went. I don't think that's going to work. There's not enough ball there for us, Westbrook and yeah, LeBron James we knew that. and Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. But I guess there was a thought inside the inside with you know with Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss that that was going to work or somehow be any different than what it is today. Um, kind of surprises me. And in, in when you think about, uh, I think part of it is the, that they got away with this before. I, I love Rajon Rondo. I, I had fun with Dwight Howard, but all those characters and personalities that they brought in you know just didn't didn't make the most sense mm-hmm. yet they won a championship mm-hmm. i think everybody was telling them the same thing with westbrook and they thought we've been told this before we can make this work and it's just not going to work the the only other idea that people kind of are or other teams the reports around the league is they were shopping westbrook um but they don't have like a pick until 2025 or whatever it is. And the idea was they're going to have to give up another future pick if they want to shed Westbrook. They're not willing to do that, which at some point they have to stop because that Anthony Davis um, trade took a lot of their first round draft picks mm-hmm. and their whole capital of first round draft picks, you know, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo mm-hmm. Ball that they had to begin with. Um, and so they're just, I, 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 I don't, I don't think and nobody gave, wants to come right now. Right. And they don't have the space for it. Yeah. So they're in such a mess that I, I know it sounds kind of silly for Darvin Ham to say that, but he's stuck. He doesn't have a choice. He's got to try to make it worth work with Russell Westbrook. And this job, for Darvin Ham to get it, congrats. I mean, it's been a long time that he's been uh, waiting as an assistant. But I don't, you know, the Lakers' job, usually when it comes open, that's like a lifelong dream for mostly anybody in basketball. And it just feels like the last couple of times that they've gone, Frank Vogel wasn't their first choice. I don't think Darvin Ham's your first choice. They're just kind of, they're they're getting, you know, their fifth or sixth choices because it's not a desirable situation that they put themselves Has in. Has anybody out there watched the movie and the sequel called The Escape Room? That's what it feels like <laughs> to me that Darvin Ham finds himself in is trying to navigate a real life situational escape room where is life and death to your career <laughs> like <laughs> i don't i don't know if i'm stepping into that room when with all of that that's in front of me if he pulls this out i'm labeling him the greatest coach of all time right now <laughs> over Phil Jackson, See ya, Phil. over uh, Phil Jackson, out the door. If he can navigate <laughs> this, turn this into a second round playoff the, uh, series and winning the first round, getting in the second, and maybe coming up short. To me, he would be the greatest coach of all time right now. <laughs> Ren Auerbach and Greg right Popovich. All and... of them got to go. <laughs> Darvin Ham's on his way up. And I'm right now signing, sounding just like he did when we teased it coming in. But nonetheless, let's move on because there's, there's a one-to-one series. Great start to this series. Boston went in, got the job done. Tremendous effort uh, from the Golden State Warriors. Poole finally got out of the jacuzzi and got into the pool 
because uh yeah you know he was he was cold he tried to get hot found himself in the jacuzzi and then you know he needed to get back in the pool because it was too hot so nonetheless they found what they needed to find got it done one to one but there's something that happened though some not something some things that happened in this in this series that is kind of you know get got me saying <laughs> and that person's name is Draymond Green. Yep. Draymond Green is getting away with highway robbery and assault and battery and everything underneath that with this with this series because of the stuff, the antics and all the stuff that he's doing. Anybody else right now would be sitting on the bench or in the locker room. That's my thought. What's your thought, Bob? Well, he absolutely tackled Grant Williams, and Grant Williams got called for it. I'm not sure what that was all about. I'm I'm fascinated because even you know when Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy were talking about it, they leaned on the way of changing calls when it's situationally. And certainly we've seen an adjustment from referees from um, regular season to postseason. And then it kind of maybe ratchets up in the finals. But in this case particularly, um, Draymond was John all game long. He And, you know, I don't know where the, the idea of refs trying to de-escalate any situation. Apparently with Draymond just gets thrown out the door. Oh, that's just Draymond. Oh, okay. Well, Dennis Rodman used to get it yeah, all the time. They didn't get him. Go ahead. I'm just saying. I mean, there's certain players that just get the pass for some reason. Uh, Anyways, so he had a a technical foul early, and then there's a situation, a little scrum with Jalen Brown, that regularly, that's double techs. But they didn't want to, like Jeff Van Gunny didn't want him to, Mark Jackson didn't want to, the referees decided not to, not to assign double text because Draymond already had one. And so he'd be thrown out of the game. So you kind of got into this situation. Steve Javi, who, who chimed in as the official, did the same thing, saying, um, you know, I would officiate this differently because I don't think this um, technical is objection, you know, objectionable or worthy. But it's two texts. There's no rule against how firm those texts need to be. You know, you can do flagrant twos and all that, and I get that. So there are rules there, but not as far as the two-tech rule. They decided not to give technical fouls, which would have gotten Draymond Green out of there in the second quarter. Mm -hmm. I don't think it would have changed the game. Jordan Poole did get hot. He hit the dagger at the end of the third quarter, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Boston, after two minutes of the fourth quarter, pulled the horses. They were done. So I don't think it would have made a a big difference in the game, but um, it's interesting. As they make, as they allow this series... Um, to be more physical at times, you know, you'd think that would favor Boston. They just kind of got – they've got to react to it. I think that's that's part of it is, is kind of um, making a game plan for how it is being officiated. Yeah, I could tell you how to be yeah. officiated. A couple bowls in his jaw, you know, just run by sh- – not bowls with the elbow but with the shoulder. Like I might just like act like I'm jumping up for a rebound and just hit him with a – you know, just one of them side shoulder bowls oh, yeah. to the jaw. You know, it's just, just something to let him know, man, hey, man, yo, you chill out, bro. They need, right they need to see Daniel Tice or somebody, somebody in there that him. can take him down that they don't necessarily need so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would be my approach. But it's it, it is. But that's the thing, you know. Listen, I I've being a referee and understanding the dynamics between high school, college, and those 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 intricate details like what you heard from Javi and and so forth. The way that NBA refs become NBA refs. It's not 
refereeing the black and white. It's not refereeing because, for instance, you saw, I saw, maybe you didn't, but most maybe didn't understand it or saw it. But obviously the James Harden step is one thing that they're allowing. Yeah. Jason Tatum, without a dribble, did the James Harden step and did a half step back to draw a foul for three and never once dribbled the ball. Tell me what that is in anybody's rule book. That's true. Right? Yeah. So one of the things that I'm finding as I began my trek in refereeing through high school and college and so forth and so on is that most of them are there because they re- they they know how to referee the gray better than most. It's not refer- refereeing the black and white. It's refereeing the gray. And the gray is what the Draymond green gray situation is going on is knowing it's got to be significantly justified in order for you to pull the trigger on something like that, that caliber. If that was Tice or if that was Pritchard or if that was Gary Payton, the second, then they're out of there. Right. Yeah. That's the difference, you know, as far as the game is concerned, Um, you find that it happened in earlier years when they like, for example, Tim Duncan gets it from the bench. Like um, it wasn't Javi. It was uh joy Crawford. Oh yeah. They still talk about that. Like where did that come from? And it, you know, it put him, you know, out of the game. Yeah. I and those that. types of things can affect, um, you know, there, I think there was the Phoenix series one that they ended up losing because Someone you know, more multiple players got kicked off because of what they did to Steve Nash. Yeah, Robert Ory you know, checking him out. You know there. what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got all these different situations that they could have looked at different, but they had effects on the game. And Draymond is an effect an effectual piece for Golden State success, and they're trying not to take him out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they need a game seven. I mean, look, I'm not. Do, 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 do. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? I'm yeah. not trying to be that, but I'm trying to say is when ratings are coming back after a dismal uh, last few years, and now that LeBron's out, it's starting to come back. They're they're trying to extend this, <laughs> yeah. you know. So to me, I think it's going seven. I'm not going to sit here and speculate. I think somehow, some way, it's going to end up going seven. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't like the argument like how well this is the finals. We don't want to, you know, maybe you don't assign him a tech there. Like think of all that that's kind of going into this. And I'm thinking, do you understand how much the Celtics have put into this for you to 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 squarely mm-hmm. like re- officiate mm-hmm. this? Is this has been since 2010? They've been building and Danny Ainge is getting like thrown out to the wolves despite being mm-hmm. one of the best GMs of the past decade, and and, and Stevens the same way. And all of this uh, culminates to yeah, but we don't want Draymond out because. Uh, it's more interesting this way, and he, and he helps, you know. And, and and for what it's worth, he just slightly pushed Brown, but it's a it's a classic double tech move. So I don't know. Um, obviously, I'm a little bit biased as a Celtics fan to begin with. Uh, I just I I don't know if I'm the Celtics. I do try to get kind of if Draymond's going to play that game, play it back, back because he will, as we've seen before in, in previous finals, get in, in enough trouble <laughs> that he might miss a game down. The I story. think you use Grant Williams. Because yeah. and he Grant, started Grant John will with not too. Grant will not back down to him. Yeah. So if you're going to do it, let Grant beat him up some. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm I'm not advocating 
<laughs> beating up on the court. But nonetheless, real quick, Bach, I want you to talk about the Quinn Snyder situation. It's something that's kind of been thrown, you know, under the surface a little bit. I mean, Utah, the success that they've had over the last two years. He's a great coach. He's only 55. Oh, yeah. They were 49 and 33. Have a little bit of turmoil, tur- turmoil right now in deciding are they going to move on from Donovan Mitchell and and the big fella, the you know, defensive player of the year. Um, over there, and or are they going to keep them and 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 keep moving? But Quinn's basically saying, you know, I'm I'm the Jeffersons moving up to the east side. I'm you know I'm I'm on. I'm moving out. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think that Quinn Snyder, at least in my mind, is one of the top basketball minds on on earth. I, I liked him uh, even when he's at Missouri, getting a little bit of trouble there. But he's done so great with the Jazz. Um, I, and I know that there seems to be a rift between their starting, you know, there's two star players. I would have dealt with that. I don't know how much of this was on Utah wanting to make the move or Quinn wanting to make the move, just kind of saying, you know, I don't, you know, I, we gave it our run. This, If we're going to split ways, I kind of want to go my own separate way as well. Um, but I think, to me, that would be the the first guy that I would have kept, honestly, between the three of them. Um, I think, obviously, between your two star players with, with Donovan Williams there and, 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 and uh, Rudy Gobert, um, I would have had to, you know, I would have had to let Rudy Gobert go. I, I, he's a great mm-hmm. defensive player, but he's not a guy you build around. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, uh, with Donovan being much, so much younger, um, yeah, I mean, I, I – I, I'm surprised that Quinn Williams is out there now, or Quinn Snyder, excuse me, is out there. Um, I thought that he should have been the pick for Duke. Um, if this was, if you know, you'd think if he's in, if he's open, maybe he'd be the pick for Duke um, to to succeed Coach K. But um, obviously, they got John Shire. They're moving forward there. Um, I'm interested to see wherever he goes because I think he's a great coach, and I think that you know he's shown that for uh, what eight nine years there in eight Utah. Years. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the. You know, the the segment there on NBA hitting hardwood. But we're going to move on for a commercial break. Got to pay a little bills. But we thank you again for joining us on the block. We're going to come back and kind of tidy up the evening, the afternoon. Hopefully uh, beat the rain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back right here on the block, 93.7, theticketfm.com. 